Welcome to episode nine of Getting Real About. In today's episode, Mandy chats with three stay-at-home moms, Katie, Amanda, and Vanessa, about their decision to stay home with their kids, the expectation of their role, and how they have to be intentional about staying connected with others. All right, ladies, it's time to get real. Welcome to Getting Real About. Today, we are talking to the stay-at-home moms. So my name is Mandy Jones, and I'll be leading today's conversation. And I have three lovely stay-at-home moms with me. I have Katie, Amanda, and Vanessa. And I want to hear about you guys. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, Katie? Hi, I'm Katie. I have been married for 10 years, and I have a four-year-old named Riley and a almost two-year-old named Jack. Perfect. Amanda. And I'm Amanda. I've been married for nine years. I've got a five-year-old, an almost three-year-old, and an almost six-week-old. So, (laughs) Vanessa. Hi, I'm Vanessa. I've been married for, let's see, seven years. And I have a almost five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a six-week-old. <laughs> you guys are in the thick of newborns yeah, right now. Amanda and I have newborns within three days of each other. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Perfect. So I am not a stay-at-home mom, but I have had a glimpse of it at times throughout my life. And I can relate to you guys on the level of ages of kids. I have a five and almost three-year-old as well. So we're all kind of in the thick of kids together. But I have to say, being a stay-at-home mom is like saint work, (laughs) honestly. Some days on the weekends, I'm like, okay, when do I get to go back to work? (laughs) When do I get away from you tiny humans? I do think it is is a job that I think people don't understand and appreciate until they're in the thick of it. And so we appreciate you here. (laughs) But I want to know for you guys, why is it important for you to stay home with your kids? How did you guys go about making this decision for you and for your family? Katie? Sure. Um, Katie, here. Uh, <laughs> I, um, so my mom was a stay at home mom mm-hmm. and I really appreciated that and having her close with me all the time. Um, and then I wanted to raise my own kids. I didn't want to send them off and have somebody else instill their own morals, values and ethics into them. I wanted to do that myself. So I, and I guess my, my mother-in-law was also a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I both were raised by stay at home moms. It just kind of seemed natural for me to move into that. Yeah. Yeah. I also had a stay-at-home mom. Um, Ben's mom was a working mom, but we tried at first to do part-time work for me, and it just it didn't work. And financially, it made more sense for me to stay home, and so that's what we did. And uh, it's been a learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the initial decision. I wanted the best of both worlds for a long time. But, um, yeah, it's going good. Vanessa here. Um I, my mom was also a stay home mom and I really loved, I didn't realize until I was older, like how much that impacted Mm -hmm. me. I was like, wow, really made a big impact in my life. Um, but I didn't even think about being a stay at home, a stay at home mom until I was probably halfway through my pregnancy with my first. Mm -hmm. And I like, it just hit me. Like, I don't ever want to be away from him. Like, I'm like, I can't, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to leave him. And I did start to do everything I could to figure out how that, what that was going to look like. And my husband and I started talking about it and, um, we prayed about it and we're like, I know, we know for sure that at least for the first five years of each of their lives, I'm going to be at home. Mm-hmm. And that those are these like, I'm like knocking my microphone. <laughs> Good thing you guys can't see how awkward I am. <laughs> um, that they're these really special formative years and that, that I just, I'm not going to miss it. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that we all had stay-at-home moms. Yeah, like yes. within mm-hmm. that must have been a very era specific. Must be why I work because my mom worked. <laughs> there you so, go. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. But I would, yeah, no, it, it definitely does. And I think Amanda, you had said that it made fi- financial sense yeah. for you to stay home. Was that a decision for you guys as well? Because I know that a lot of times that plays into it. I've seen a lot of people recently, and I mean, I we've dealt with this with myself working. There were times when my daughter was little that I'm looking at my paycheck of what I'm coming home with and how much I'm paying for daycare. And it's like, does this even make sense to do? So I definitely um, can understand that. How about you, Katie and Vanessa? Was it a financial decision at all or really just because of the situation you had with your parents? For me, I... I had a job and it was fine. I wasn't, I didn't love it, but it was fine. And so I think I was okay leaving it. It, Okay. Financially, we could make it either way, but I didn't love my job. So Mm -hmm. I would prefer to have been at home than not at home with Riley. 
Well, ours, this is Amanda, when when we did decide to stay home, so I was working part-time because I thought, oh, I'll still work and I'll still get that adult interaction and I'll still get to raise my kids and instill values that I choose. But when uh, the first month, it was great because my mom was out of school for the summer mm-hmm. and I had free childcare. But then the next month, I had to start paying for it and I looked at my bank account and I'm like, wow, I am literally paying someone to take care of my kid. Mm-hmm. I'm literally paying to be at work when I could be at home. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I just, it makes more sense to be at home. Mm -hmm. And, and at first it was hard, but it was the right decision. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Vanessa here. Um, I financially, Jordan, my husband, Jordan and I, we were really, um, I think intimidated by it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to sound super spiritual, but this is the truth. We were like, this is, we're just going to trust God here because Mm -hmm. this is totally something like my prayer was like, God, I want to stay home. This is the desire of my heart. I believe you're going to provide and it's going to happen. So it was like this huge leap of faith because we, the logistics of it, we would talk about it. My husband and I was like, yeah, we'd basically be paying someone for me to work and miss out on that time with our kids. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. So we'll sacrifice, we'll figure it out. God's going to step in. And he did. And he has like that step of faith. Like, I mean, I'm here. Yeah, you yeah. guys are still surviving still kids. Kids. and you're still having kids, <laughs> yeah. which they're expensive. Yeah. Keep them coming. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We should just have a whole topic on that, how yes. expensive children are to take care of. <laughs> yeah. But so with that, so Amanda, you were working part time and I know Katie, I'm going to spoil it for everybody, but you've kind of delved into the world of real estate recently. Oh, but yeah. um, as far as when you are a stay at home mom, but like, do you feel like you've lost like your kind of your purpose or your identity? Because a lot of people attach their career or their job or something that they're doing outside of the home to who they are as a person. Is yeah. Have you experienced that at all? Oh, yeah. Which is part of why I went into real estate is I, I'm like a super task oriented person. And when I was just staying home, I felt like I hadn't. I mean, obviously, I'm keeping children alive. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty important. That's very important. Big, big job. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it was like I needed a goal besides, you know, the children. And so that's why I went into real estate is because I could do it from home and I could feel like I had something going on. Mm-hmm. But uh sorry, I hear a baby in the background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, is that mine? All of her mom ears are like, where is the baby? <laughs> um, real life. I know. It is absolutely. But yeah, that's why I went back into real estate or into real estate in general. Mm-hmm. Give myself that like adult yeah something to do absolutely how about you but Vanessa um I so I did this is kind of I'm skipping ahead a little bit but I'm gonna tie it in I actually was did real estate too for a couple of years yeah yes. I can't reach you but we're air high air, air <laughs> we've got babies born within a, like days of each other yeah. we have some real estate I'm agents loving this. I'm telling you so guys we have a lot to talk about after this <laughs> I know I love it and well, so I got my real estate license when I was like six months pregnant. And that was one of the things that I stepped out of because I worked mm-hmm. at Starbucks for 12 years, Whoa. which is crazy. Is. But um, yeah, I was the person making your coffee and you would yell at me. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> they always spell my name wrong. I'm like, Mandy, it's not. How hard is hard. that? With a Y? I, I, sometimes, but I don't know. You know, like when you're trying, I'm totally cutting you off. No, this, this is, is total this is real. But when... I say my name sometimes when I'm trying to like enunciate. I feel like I maybe don't say it right. <laughs> it's like I think too hard Nandy. about it. Yeah. And then they look at me. I'm like, it's really just whatever. No, this is okay. I'm <laughs> going on your tangent with you because I would stop and ask people, how do you spell your name? And then the other, my coworkers were like, okay, Vanessa. I'm like, no, I want to know how to spell their name. This is a big part of their day. I mean, my husband's name is Jordan. Every time they write Gordon on his cup and I'm just like, stop. Lottie <laughs> <laughs> for Gordon? Gordon. Yeah. And <laughs> I just like, die. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Like Instagram, another Gordon cup. I know, I'm like, Manny. <laughs> all the time. That's what my kids call Amanda is Oh, Manny. really? Yeah. That's like, they're, instead of auntie, it's Manny. <laughs> yeah, I've had so many of those pictures. I'm like, yep, yeah, another drink for me and he's ready to go <laughs> okay back Super to Vanessa cute. yes 12 yes. years yeah, Starbucks. So 12 years there and I was, I'm like I'm not I can't do nine to five so I got into real estate got my yeah. license and I actually did that for two well no four years from home and then coming up on this last third baby I was like 
no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a break. So real estate is actually something I'll probably come back to later. Mm-hmm. But for now, like financially, we're okay for me to just step away from mm-hmm. that because I'm like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do the three kids thing for now. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. It does. Real estate's very demanding. <laughs> yes. How about you, Amanda? Do you ever feel like you want to get back into the workforce? Yes, but differently now. Um, so at first, uh, I would go back to work at, at the bank mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, I'll get back into it. I was a manager before I was like, I'll get back into this. But we've realized we own a business why wouldn't I work with my husband or for my husband and do the book work or something? So when I go back to work eventually, which Mm -hmm. is we've talked about, but um, we're in no rush and it'll probably actually be for my husband. So it'll still be different than what I had expected originally. Mm -hmm. But again, it's what works best for our family and financially. And yeah, it it makes the most sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I know Vanessa, you had said that you had, you know, pretty in-depth conversation with your husband, Jordan, when you guys decided that you were going to stay home. But talk to me about the support from your spouse for kind of making that decision. Because I can imagine there are a lot of people out there who are trying to make a decision similar to this and trying to figure out if it is best for their family and to have, I think, both parties on board for something like this is a huge thing. So talk to me kind of about your guys's process for going through this and the, the support that you felt you needed from your spouse. Yeah. So, um, Jordan and I, when we started talking about it, I think both of us were like trying to be like, cause like I said, we did step out in faith, but on the, on the inside, because faith is not like a, you know, all or nothing journey. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is like intimidating. We were, I think a little bit scared of like what's going to happen here. Um, so we, it was a constant dialogue, like a constant communication of like checking in being like, all right, how are you doing? I mean, cause okay. Communication is the cornerstone of anything, like mm-hmm. any great relationship, obviously here. But, um, we just made sure that we were in constant communication, checking with each other. Like, is this still feasible for our family? And that I actually, um, dealt with a lot of guilt at mm-hmm. first. I felt mm-hmm. it was so hard for me to be like, I'm not contributing. I'm not doing more. And that was a big conversation mm-hmm. too, because yeah. Jordan was like, you're raising our children. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I'm not bringing in money. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And even though, you know, in your heart of hearts, like what, like that was my whole goal. What I wanted to do was to raise and invest in my children. It's still hard because you want to bear the burden, the financial burden right. with your spouse. Yeah. Well, I mean that, and that's kind of where you talk also the expectations too of what is that relationship going to look like and how is your family going to look like? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Amanda here. And for us too, the expectations, I actually realized was a lot of my own expectations. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I'm going to be like Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. (laughs) 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 And and my house is going to be spotless and, um, you know, dinner on the table when he gets home, but that's not reality. And so I had to kind of accept I'm task oriented too. And some of these tasks might not happen. And a lot of it was just accepting that. Oh. <laughs> I've got my little one here. He's Cute. trying to help. Um, yeah. So the expectations, you know, even of society and like Instagram, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. nursing and I'm going to check on Instagram. And then, oh, how is this perfect mom and with her perfect smiling children? How is she doing? This? And all their matching doing? outfits. Oh, my gosh. How does that even happen? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it was like internal expectations. And once I started communicating that with my husband, he's like, yeah, I don't expect you to have the laundry done. He's like, it'd be great if you got it through and I had clean underwear. But <laughs> I need um, those clean clothes. But, but there, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, okay, as long as you have your underwear in the, um, the hamper, I'll make sure it gets through the washing machine. Not sitting next to the hamper. Men. No, men. That is real life. Yeah. That is real yeah. life. Because like if my husband's underwear is not clean, that's one of like the big things. That's like a... <laughs> It's probably sitting next to the hamper. That's yeah. the problem. You see the face I make around it. I'll do it. It's like care besides, about much. yeah. Besides taking care of the kids, clean underwear yeah. <laughs> for the spouse is what we need to put on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, I know what I mean because you had said when we had talked earlier about this that um, you had that conversation with your husband about how you weren't. You said that you weren't the housekeeper. Yeah. Like that's not the yeah. job you were hired for. Yeah. You were your. The yeah. job you're doing is being the keeper of the kids yeah. and to keep them alive. Because you're the, the yeah. spiritual teacher. You're mm-hmm. the the actual teacher. You're the cook, the shopper, the maid. Like, yeah. I don't want to be the maid. No. Yeah. 
Uh, it's not fun. So yeah, we, and really truly a lot of it was just stuff I had put on myself to, you know, be the perfect stay at home, perfect wife, perfect mom. And that's just not reality. No, I think getting Absolutely. out the door with, maybe only screaming once at a child or yeah, you know, shoes, or, if shoes are on shoes all are four on. feet or no. however many children you have, not four, but <laughs> oh. shoes on, clothes on, everyone's fed, like out the door. And maybe you're not stepping on 20 toys when you first walk in the door. Like, goes. That's the best thing. Right? You get it yes. taken care of goals. Yes. Yeah, definitely goals. So did you guys imagine that staying at home would look like what it looked like with your kids, like your, your vision, <laughs> of what it would look like um, compared to your, the reality of what it really is. Uh, no. Kind of like what Amanda <laughs> just said. Like, I mean, of course, I thought I was going to be like the, a step, not a step for five. I don't think those were the good ones. But no. like, <laughs> but they were always like prim and perfect. Yes. Put together, right? Like, yeah. and it was like, oh, I'll have dinner and laundry done and my husband's underpants are clean and things like that. And it was like, there are days even now, my kids are obviously a little older-ish, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I haven't done a school task with them today. What, what am I doing? I'm failing. Yeah. I'm failing. And then I'm like, no, they're fed. And we played, so I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Again, alive. <laughs> Again, they're alive. But it would took a very long time to get to that peace point of like, I don't have every laundry done, every dish done. Mm-hmm. The kids haven't done all of their ABCs today. <laughs> and like, yeah. So it's like that pressure kind of has evolved, I guess, as motherhood has evolved as well. Because when I first had my number one, she was, I mean, there is that point where you're like, they're so little, they're just laying there. And I'm like, okay, I'll do all the laundry, I guess. Like, <laughs> all the dishes too. Like, they're they're not very exciting. Aww, yeah. <laughs> God bless them. Yeah, once, they, once they start walking, really rolling. Once they start yes. rolling and they're not in the same place they were when you put them on the floor. And you're like, okay, where's my it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You have to keep eyes on them all the yep, time. Nope. <laughs> How about you, Vanessa? What did you think about reality versus what you envisioned for staying at home? Um, well, I just have to say that I love this. This is like therapeutic. You're like, yes, <laughs> yep, <laughs> someone else. Okay, so thanks for this. Um, I definitely had just some really, I think, odd expectations because I, you know, when you're a kid, like even a kid of a stay-at-home mom, I didn't know what my mom was doing. No, mm-hmm. I just, I was just like, mom, thanks for dinner. Cool. See you later. Yeah. I mean, you don't know, no. You have no idea. And it's just like when you don't know what to expect having a kid until you experience it, you mm-hmm. don't know what to expect. So stay-at-home mom was the same thing. Um, I just didn't know what to expect until I was in the thick of it. Oh, and yeah. I was like, okay, what the world, uh, what do I do? And, and then I felt like all these expectations and there was, I was really lucky. I didn't have pressure from my husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was putting this huge pressure on myself. It seems like we all put the pressure on ourselves oh and it's not typically mm-hmm. our husband. No. It's ourselves. It's and what you think that, yeah, they're what they're thinking about you. Like, yes. Oh, they're going to think I've done nothing. Today. And you're, and you, they come home and you're in sweats and you're like, this is what you get. <laughs> Welcome home, honey. Welcome home. I haven't showered. Smell great. <laughs> Aren't you so lucky? Yeah. <laughs> the kids are alive, though. So exactly, you did your job. Good. How about you, uh, did, Vanessa? Were you? Yeah, I'm good. I just leaned away so I didn't snort into the microphone. So you're welcome. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Amanda? Reality versus your what you yeah. envisioned. Just. Yeah, I'm not Julie Andrews. I don't have her voice. I can't <laughs> love her, Sarah by the way. <laughs> Amanda does not sing to her children. Let's just put a pin in that. <laughs> well, Are like you... Julie Andrews. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. No. Daniel Tiger? Yes. Always. Yes. Always DT. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's it definitely is different than than what I had imagined. And but in so many ways better because I get, I get to enjoy my kids. Mm-hmm. I get I get it. I get to enjoy them. So I'm grateful for that. Can I just say to build on that? There's these beautiful moments. Okay. I'm not trying to be poetic here, but they're beautiful because you don't expect them to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's like today, like when I was trying to leave and the baby's crying and my kids are like, where's my shoes, mom? And then all of a sudden my littlest one, he stopped crying. He looked up at me and he was smiling Mm -hmm. and it just like, warmed my heart it was a special little moment and like that is a bright moment in my day and people might be like all right lady it's not a big deal but those are so special and yeah. I like you those type of moments that you build on and that 
just warm your heart so much. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's not Instagrammable. No, no, <laughs> no. That's no. not Julie Andrews. No. <laughs> but it's real. It's the memory that you have and yeah. the moment you got to experience and yeah. it fills you up. That's when they yeah. come and say, thank you for something so yes. minimal. And yes. you're like, you're so welcome. <laughs> like, yeah, you are welcome. Yeah, good job, mom. Thank you. <laughs> kudos to mom. Mom's kudos always mom. kudos. We don't get enough of those. So. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me kind of your highest high of being a stay-at-home mom. Like best, best moments. Like what is it that just makes it the best for you? Watching mm. your kids do what you tell them, but like without you telling them. Mm -hmm. So like you're you need to share with your sister. You need to share with your sister. And then you like look over and they're sharing or the, whatever it is. Like they're being kind mm -hmm. or, you know, giving each other a hug or snuggling on the couch or something. And you're like, I didn't, I didn't tell them to do that. And they're mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the fruit of your labor. You see it in yeah. action. Yeah. I love that. I, I'd say how they act towards others. Because mm -hmm. mm. at home, obviously we, we try to be the best mom we can. There's times that our voices get a little louder and that happens. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but when you see them interacting with other kids or cousins and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. they are being kind and loving and helpful and the things that you try to instill by your actions at home, and then they do them outside of the home. I mm -hmm. think that that's really, really valuable. Yes. I love that so mm -hmm. much. Um, that and when I selfishly when my kids like compliment me I'm like oh really thanks <laughs> like the other night I was putting my kids to bed and speaking of singing and I was singing to my little one and my little well my oldest one he goes mom you have such a good voice and she really does though she is like Julie Andrews <sighs> stop you it. are you she's got an amazing voice we'll be plugging Vanessa Lee <laughs> here maybe add some of her music or hits <laughs> To no, she is I'm so, so good. I'm so She's so good. Her kids are blessed that My she gets to sing to them. playlist will be linked below. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mary had a little lamb and somewhere over the rainbow. Those are my hits right now. I'm just okay. Um, no, he said, mom, you have such a good voice. And I was like, oh my gosh, best compliment in the mm -hmm. world. Or he'll be like, mom, you look so cute today. Yes. Things like that. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yes. It's just funny. These compliments from like a little, because uh -huh. you build that in them to think of others and to see uh -huh. something kind and things like that. And um, also on that, in that same vein, like when I hear things from their teacher, yes. like uh -huh. at school, like, oh, if they were, you know, one of the big things last year that, about my oldest is he, um, I heard that he was helping other kids that, you know, he was like one of the befrienders that would go help mm -hmm. little kids that were upset and scared or whatever. And I was like, proud mom moment mm -hmm. of my life, because that's what makes me feel like, okay, this is all worth it all worth it my i am working so hard for this yeah. so it's these little golden moments that you're like okay and how about we're gonna turn it to maybe a little um harsher here what Ooh. is your lowest low like what is it that staying at home is the thing that makes you say i'm getting a job tomorrow <laughs> Probably I'm out when your voice has to get a little louder <laughs> and then the, the feeling after that oh like oh, that yeah. wasn't my best parenting moment and there's a lot of those you know but the, and I think the being out touched like just constantly mm -hmm. touched mm -hmm. that's when I'm like okay I could go sit at an office <laughs> by myself <laughs> by myself <laughs> Seriously. or like go to the bathroom by yourself oh, I mean what is that? What I don't is know that? I said to my child the other day I go one minute one minute is all I'm asking for <laughs> just but mom lock the door <laughs> and their little hands go under the door yeah. you're like cool mm -hmm. cool <laughs> it's so real yes. um I would say the same thing I start it's the repetitiveness that the, like, yeah the touching and the questions I'm like I, I'm like, okay, just answered you. This is me trying to approach this. Okay, gave you an answer. What was the answer? And then two seconds later, mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh, we have the same problem in our house. <laughs> do you have the same children? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you, what is it? Okay, yeah. It, it, in those moments, I'm like, all right, I could go get a part-time job. I don't know where, but. <laughs> I saw it. Somewhere um, where nobody touches me. Exactly. <laughs> I need a cubicle. <laughs> two feet, no one's allowed in. Yeah. But I saw a sticker on the back of a car um the other day in the parking lot which we are um at a church and there's preschool kindergarten going on and it said my nickname is mom 
but I go by mama, 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 mama. <laughs> I was like, yes, because that's what happens just constantly. These kids, it's like, do you know any other word? No. No, no dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nope. gotta say dad. No, no. Well, I know. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we're all in the same situation with our boys, where it's either mom or dinosaur noises. Those are the yeah. only things that come out of their mouths. No. Like, and they they're their part. They're not part eating. Dinosaur. They're growling. And if they're not growling, they're saying mom. Like, I, like, what do you want? <laughs> so we kind of talked about this. It's kind of the joke of with the lowest of low about getting a part time job or okay, mm-hmm. like I'm out of here. But do you guys ever go through sort of a resentful feeling? for your spouse for getting to go to work and to kind of and to be away and sort of run their day and not have to have those pressures at home of being with the kids. So talk to us about that and those experiences. I'm actually super in the thick of that right now. Mm -hmm. My husband travels for work. Um, He recently changed his job and still traveling and he's currently in Arizona out of town. So uh, like just even last night, he's at dinner, he's mm, doing the stop. thing. He's, stop you know, it. I'm so sorry. You're so, he woke up so he's like, I'm tired. I'm like, Oh, you poor th- so th- sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there, but then I'm still working at home and doing it while well, I'm being touched and asked questions. And so it's like <laughs> my resentment, by her children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by my children, let's be specific. It could be my dog, but yeah, that's yes, true. Yeah. For sure my children. A child. <laughs> but it's that resentment of like, you get to go do all these things. Or even when he's working at home, he's downstairs in the office. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you not, like if I was, if I'm in the office, there's somebody knocking on the door every 30 mm-hmm. seconds. And it's that like, I, I always tell him, and I mean it jokingly, but kind of only half jokingly is like, I want to be a dad for a day. Yeah. What is that? What is, like? what is that like? Yes. <laughs> but then I'd miss it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. It would be too quiet and I would be sad. Mm-hmm. That's true. I just, I just I, resent okay. that the, the 30 minutes they get in the car on the or room. the toilet yeah oh, the, oh, toilet. The, to- the 30 minutes on the toilets <laughs> the 30 minutes of silence they get in the mm-hmm. car to and from work like what is that like that's a whole hour of silence yeah. i don't know that noise to just do what they want they could read listen to a book podcast sure. podcasts yeah. they're not listening music. to kids music nothing <laughs> i mean they could but that'd be weird <laughs> a kid's bop on <laughs> in the back I'm trying to stop myself from snoring. <laughs> I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> One of them might just slip out. Um, I was going to say, I, that's a huge one for me, Vanessa here. Um, I, my husband, like, I, so something I didn't realize about being a stay-at-home mom is the loss of feeling like just being able to go to the store. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like before I had kids, I just roll into the grocery store. I'd pick out what I wanted and I would check out yep. and I would get in my car and yep. I would drive home. Walk Do the you aisles walk for the hours aisles? if you wanted to. Yeah. Like just, I don't have anywhere to be. And then now it's like, I, especially with a third one, I actually still have not been to the store with all three of them in my, by myself and my don't son. Blame you. Yeah. No, I'm like, no. I'm not doing it. That's no. like one of the things on my list. I'm like, it gives me such high anxiety right mm. now. But I was trying to explain to my husband that concept of like, you get to just go out the door. You get yeah. to walk out the door. You don't have kids hanging on you. You don't have a diaper bag. You don't have, you're not juggling 20 things in your mind. Like you still have stuff you're doing. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And like, um, it took me a while to explain that properly to him to where he got it. Cause I think he just thought I was being weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, no, I get it because it's, you don't, we don't get to just go out and do mm-hmm. whatever we want. And even though like they are working and they're providing, and I recognize that it's still, it, it's just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not having the responsibility of other tiny humans. Exactly. Dictating. I know. For, I mean, as a mom, it was taken at some point, right? Like, like you said, like the, how we used to be able to just leave, like you could yeah. just go. Just go. And then at one point in your life, that stopped. Whereas for dads, they, that never stopped. <laughs> just no. keep going. No. They just keep going. I'm like, why don't you want to go anywhere? Because I have children following me, <laughs> with me, everywhere. <laughs> if I'd ever the spots on the cart. Yes. Oh, and, gosh. Yes. The cart. <laughs> the cart. <laughs> Darn cart. No, I, I, yes. And so with that, though, too, so, you know, resent, there is definitely the resentment. So how do you guys kind of work through that with them? So I think you had said, Vanessa, kind of you were you guys have talked through that and it's kind of hit you recently. Is that something you're comfortable bringing up with your spouses? Like how do you guys work through that for anybody who is struggling with it? Yeah. Um, it, so it, the dialogue got reopened recently cause I was telling my husband, I'm that's just like at the top of my list is I don't want to go to the store. It took me a while after my second one was born to want to do it with the two. Mm-hmm. I don't, it just was like, 
I remember my sister even kind of giving me some grief. She's like, Vanessa, get out. She's a totally different personality mm-hmm. to me. And um, I was like, no, thanks. I'm good. Like I, I had to feel ready. Mm-hmm. And so I was re-explaining that to him. Like right now I have such anxiety about getting out, going to the store. And I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. Like one day I'm going to feel ready and I'm going to get up and be like, let's go to the grocery store, kids. Let's fight over where you want to sit in the cart. It's going to be great. But right now, yeah, can't wait. But right now I don't want to do that. And so my husband, he has been very supportive. Like I said, now that he understands, Mm -hmm. I think it took a lot of conversations to get there. But again, just like being able to have those conversations and not being like ashamed of it Mm -hmm. and being heard. Like sometimes I would feel like what I was experiencing was not worth bringing up. Like this is embarrassing. Like I should be able to go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. but it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And, and so just feeling heard and communicating. I'll send my husband a text on his way home and just say, I need 30 minutes and I'll go. Our mailbox is really far. So I'll just walk to the mailbox or something like so simple, but I just need that 30 minutes of silence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we trade off time, it seems like. So like he, like him being out of town, I jokingly texted this morning and said I was going to go get a hotel for the weekend. And he wrote, <laughs> okay, sounds good. And I sent him a gif of somebody going, deuces. With like a peace sign. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do that. However, like mm-hmm. he, he knows he's been gone all week. Mm-hmm. By Friday night, I'll probably be like, okay, I'm going to go... Um, to Target for four hours. <laughs> Target. <laughs> That's a great place to go. Maybe Amanda and I will go to Crumble Cookie. Who knows? But there like Crumble. These are <sighs> great places. Right? <laughs> love Crumble. We might need a night out together. Yeah, like, we're go. not sponsored yeah. by Crumble, but we and, love it. Or Target. In playlist, <laughs> swipe it. up. Crumble. <laughs> Vanessa's <laughs> records. Let's go. Target. <laughs> Please Just sponsor the grocery me, Target. Store. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor us all. We'll be there. So with that though, so yeah, um, but then finding time to stay connected with other people, how do you guys do that? Do you, you know, you get lonely. I mean, you're dealing with little humans all day where you're, you know, having to, whether it be the bad guy or the teacher or, you know, the mom, the person taking care of them. How do you guys get that kind of adult interaction that staying connected with other people, like-minded people? Sure. Um, I, so when we, we had lived in Puyallup, we moved up here when my daughter was like one and a half. And I joined mops at Gold Creek. Mm-hmm. And I had actually, my cousin sent me the link to be a mop at and work. And I was like, I don't want to work. I want to be in mops. I want to talk to other moms. Like I want to do that. So I joined mops. And then right after I did that, I invited Amanda into it. And so having that mops community has been amazing because it's like-minded moms. Mm-hmm. We're all in the, pretty much all of us are in the thick of it. And we can talk about the same things. And since I've joined, so it's almost been about four years now, we've had so many more relationships built and new friendships and stuff like that, that um, like Amanda and obviously Amanda and I do it together. We have other friendships that have grown out of it and just the community around that has been helpful. And also learning not to isolate yourself mm-hmm. when you're in the thick of it, the kids are screaming or you're tired, you're over it. Calling somebody else just to be like, I need to have an adult conversation (laughs) and realizing that you need, and it's not your husband because you're mad at him because he's not home. (laughs) It's calling your friend or calling your sister, your aunt or whatever, just to have an adult conversation. Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of where I've gone. Mm -hmm. Come on in, Mandy. I'm going to plug that. Um, Oh yeah. There's a link. Swipe up. Swipe up. We've got lots of swipes. We we, we need a lot of swipe promotions this episode. I like it. Yeah. Katie and I are actually leading mops this year and um, it truly has been such a great way to connect with other moms and who are going through the same thing that Mm -hmm. you are. When I first had my son Mason, I was at home by myself and none of my friends were in the same stage yet. And so suddenly I'm not working and all my coworkers are working, so I can't call them. And, you know, it's lonely. And so I started to plug into different things. And at first it's hard, like, you know, babies, sorry, my little ones right here. Um, Babies just sit there and they're not actually playing. So that's really a mom date Mm -hmm. and getting to know a new mom. Like it's so awkward and you know, once they start to get a little bit older, it gets easier. And then, you know, connecting into mops, that was the huge one for me. But 
Well, it's like your podcast about making friends as an adult. Like you're kind of having to make friends as an adult when the babies are little because they're not hanging out. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have to find people you like. <laughs> you want to maybe hang out with. <laughs> then maybe your babies will be friends. And then hopefully you're, yeah. yeah. Maybe you like them or don't <laughs> to date them. Yeah. But that's how I met you guys. That's how I met yeah. Katie and Amanda was through Mops. Katie was my DGL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two years ago. And they've talked me into being a DGL, DGL this year. year. So We're going to make it fun. Okay, what is DGL? I know it's something leader, okay? Ooh, designated group leader. <laughs> like, do we actually know? <laughs> I was like, I actually don't know. We, we are the cor- <laughs> we're going to be a great time. We're great coordinators because we clearly have so many ideas as to what's happening. This but year. who even asks that? Like, who am I? Ask you that question. Like, you're like, no, oh. I, I knew it was she, a leader. Mandy didn't ask you, just like, I'll do it. I've got you. <laughs> like, she's like, here's my one, uh, my, what do you say? My, my sales pitch. She goes, I tried to sell her. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put out a sales pitch. Please help me. <laughs> we're helping each other out here. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Um, I'm definitely excited. Because as people who are working, we need friends too. Yes. yes. I mean, we all need each other. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded so sarcastic. <laughs> so Vanessa, how are you? How are you staying connected with other people? I so as you guys were talking, like this is a getting real moment. I did not do that. That's something I regret. Like when my first little guy, I didn't get connected. I didn't get involved, and I was really isolated and lonely because a lot of my friends, it was like coworkers, friends were not in that phase mm-hmm. of life. And so if I could go back and do that again, I probably would have stepped out of my comfort zone and done that. So another plug, I haven't even done it, but swipe up and do mop. (laughs) Join us. Join us. There's always room. There's always room. Yeah, because I think it was really in my own head. Mm -hmm. It's very scary. But once you, I think you step out and you start to connect and you find that sense of community, it's so, so helpful. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a good group of friends now that I have community that I can text and call and reach out to when I'm struggling. And it does have to be someone besides your husband. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. And it just for me, okay, another super spiritual moment here. When my boys are napping, I go in my room and I worship by myself. No. I put headphones in and I worship by myself. That's something for me that like recharges me because I am so drained. Like, you know, you're just giving, 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 mm-hmm. giving. And worship is something that pours where God can pour back into me. And so sometimes I dance my room by myself. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. awesome. I, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, I do all sorts of stuff. No one's ever going to see it. Mm-hmm. But it, it is this special time that I'm like, probably at some point in my life, I'll look back on it and really like treasure. Mm-hmm. And God is like, you know, speaking to me. Yeah. Well, that's good. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I, I, I was, oh, bless Sorry. you, buddy. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's been hungry. He's, he's been sneezing. He's been sneezing. The poor little guy. He's so cute. baby. So little. Sorry, I was just going to throw out there that I think it's also important to have the mom group that's like-minded. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even if your friends are also having kids, but they're not like-minded, it's hard to be within that friend group or raise your kids in that friend group. Mm-hmm. And if you swipe up mops but like if you <laughs> if you want to have friends that are not going to judge you because you showed up in sweatpants mm-hmm. or things like that or this the instagram moms with their matching children <laughs> like just you got to find the other moms that are like that or you're gonna keep ha- like making yourself feel bad yeah so the compare yeah yeah comparing. the comparison game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your tribe your community yeah absolutely so vibe with your tribe <laughs> Do we yes. need to put that on a t-shirt? Is it a yes. t-shirt? It probably yes. is a t-shirt. Swipe up. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on ordering those. We have a lot of links. I think we need to be sponsored. I really <laughs> do. I'm liking this. Is so it you kind of touched on a little bit. It's like Vanessa for you. So you, you know, you go and you put your headphones on. That kind of helps sort of, you know, regenerate or regenerate. Re- re-energize, not regenerate. Regenerate. Recharge. 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 Recharge the batteries. All those. All of those. But I don't always love when people are like, oh, self-care, self-care, you know, like that whole thing. But it is so true. We do have to take care of ourselves. Maybe it's just the term that I always think like, oh, I know I need to take, you know, need to take care of yourselves. Great. Yeah. But it is very important. And especially when you are being needed so much and you are always doing all the caring to take care of yourself so how do you guys find time for that what are kind of your things that you do to make sure you you are taking care of yourself so you can take care of your children I think it's that time away Mm -hmm. Uh, at least for me um I love my children but I also need a little bit of time away and that's to go get a pedicure 
or a crumble cookie in a Starbucks. Yeah. Like, and walk through Target. Because crumble's a solid 30-minute drive. <laughs> yeah, we have 30 minutes to talk, eat some crumble, and then 30 minutes to drive home. Perfect. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. So, but I, so I, I mean, I'm not self, I'm not doing a full face mask and things like that, but that's just a self-care of like recharge mm -hmm. and regenerate. <laughs> Rejuvenate. Rejuvenate. Realign. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think alone time is also self-care time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you like to be, I mean, I guess if you never want to be alone, don't do that. But if you need to be away from the kids and be alone for a few minutes, do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Walk to the mailbox. Yeah. Yes. Dance in your room. Yeah. Dance in <laughs> your room. <laughs> Eat a crumble cookie. <laughs> Pre-COVID, um, I would play soccer with some friends. Oh, and that was that. like a way to get out and get mm -hmm. some energy out. And <laughs> exercise. It's yeah. good. And it was good. It was really fun. And we'd go to happy hour afterwards and uh, eat a lot of tacos. <laughs> it was great. That sounds awesome. That yeah, does right? sound fun. I miss it. I remember when I used to play sports, right? So I love that. Maybe after COVID, we'll have to start a soccer team. Swipe up. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for players. Looking for players. We have a team. I like to think of myself as fairly athletic, but soccer is never one of the oh, things I Oh, not mine either. Yeah. No. When I was like 15. Yeah. So back in the day. Yeah, back hmm. in the day. I'm, I'm not saying I'm good. We can, okay, you just <laughs> we can play. sit That's on true. the bench, yeah. Mandy. That's fine. That's why I'm going to be a good. bench warmer. We'll come we'll watch Amanda. Moms. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the cheerleaders at your soccer. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank I'll bring you. snacks. I yes. love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vanessa, for you, anything else besides listening to kind of music and taking that time for yourself? Yeah, well, I can relate to what you're saying. Self-care kind of was like, ugh. it was kind of became kind of mm -hmm. like a buzzword of like self-care and one of the funny things my husband used to do is he would get home from work and he'd be like, okay, go somewhere. I was like, I'm, I don't want to go. Okay. Where do I go? Mm -hmm. And he's like, just go somewhere. And anyways, I didn't necessarily want to just go somewhere if I didn't have somewhere I wanted to go. Cause then I just yeah. like aimlessly drive around. If I had somewhere I wanted to leave, I'm gone. Like, I'm gone. But what I started to find, and this is kind of weird, but I'm an artistic type of person. And so I like things that I can block out everything else and focus. So like the worship, like the headphones and blocking out, I like to do things that take, like I don't have to be distracted, have some mom, 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 and I can like just focus mm -hmm. and, you know, have that quiet time. So maybe it, this sounds really kind of funny, but um, getting ready. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love like doing my hair and my makeup and sitting in front of the mirror and being uninterrupted. Not just like, oh, I want to look cute, but like, it's just this weird cathartic mm -hmm. time where I'm like, I enjoy getting ready. Like, I like it. It's like a little artistic thing for me. And I was trying to explain that to my husband. I think he thought it was really weird. It's <laughs> like, okay. But, no. <laughs> but I'm like, it's just these things where I get to focus mm -hmm. and just this uninterrupted time. Mm -hmm. Like that fills me up. Okay. So have you guys something that I feel like isn't talked about a ton is um, or is maybe more so now, but kind of like with postpartum depression and different things. And I know people who have struggled with that and taking care of yourself. But when, because when you are the ones who are taking care of your kids mm -hmm. solely and if you're not in a good headspace, it's not always you know the best thing. Did you guys struggle with that at all? Um, I or did. have you been struggling with it at all? Talk to me kind of about that and how, again, yeah. as kind of being home and trying to take care of kids, how you've sort of worked through that and with your spouse potentially. Yeah, I can totally talk about that. I, um, with my first, I didn't have it, but then after I had my son, I, um, he actually had a very crazy situation where he was hospitalized at children's right after he was born. And I think that it sent me into postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, we went into like a lockdown. So there was yeah. that. And it took me a minute to recognize that it wasn't just like everything sucks mm -hmm. in the world and it was me. And so I sought help and I um, talked to friends and my husband and stuff like that. And I tackled all of those demons during that time because it, I had to, but it was really hard because not only were we in a lockdown, but you have kids mm -hmm. and I had a baby who was needy and still not sleeping through the night and you need sleep when you have postpartum depression and things like that. Um, but it was the main thing that helped was telling people. And the hardest thing to do is to tell people because mm -hmm. then you you are vulnerable and you feel like everyone's going to think of you in a different light when really they just 
hopefully just want to love you more. Mm -hmm. So it's very real and it's very tough, but I would say to never hide it. Just reach out to anybody, Mm -hmm. anybody at all. Yeah. That's good. It's really good. I know I had a little bit with my son and I just remember one day just crying and crying. I'm like, why am I crying? I can't stop crying. I can't stop. I can't stop. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I saw a picture of Steve Irwin and it sent me into a spot. Like, I just was so sad seeing Steve. I'm like, why is this so? And I went to this. So weird. I'm, I'm sorry. It's so weird. <laughs> but I went to the pediatrician. My son had an appointment and I talked to the doctor and I said, I, I feel like this. And, you know, just getting it out felt so much better. And I talked to my husband and then we just were aware of it. And, um, we were able to, to get through it. And luckily mine was a really small, short lived thing, but it, it was real. Mm -hmm. It's real. I think your husbands don't know exactly what to do in those situations either. Mm -hmm. Um, mine was, mine was severe and my husband definitely felt helpless Mm -hmm. and he did everything he could and would ask for guidance and things like that. But it took a big toll on him. And I, now that I'm quote unquote recovering, like it's, definitely plays a factor in the back of my mind to always be aware of to like make him feel what's the word like he he I couldn't have done it without him I couldn't Mm -hmm. have gotten through all that without him but it definitely is really hard and that you both have to be aware Mm -hmm. and make conscious efforts and decisions on what you're going to say and what you're going to do and how you're going to approach situations so I had the baby blues with each baby Mm-hmm. This one was, I had the baby blues and yeah. it's nice to know that it's coming with the first one. I didn't know. Yeah. And it, people kind of scared me a little bit. It was like, watch out. Vanessa. <laughs> and, um, but I knew, like I started having thoughts that I was like that. No, like, I don't feel like that. I need to talk to someone. And like you were saying, you know, I think it's really easy to write stuff like that off mm-hmm. and just like, no. And like my personality is like, I got this, I got this. Like I want to be strong, which is just so prideful and like yeah. doesn't help anyone. And, um, I, so once I realized what it was, I didn't know what it was until way past the point of having the baby blues. My first one, I, my husband and I were able to like attack it head on with both of them. And so, you know, like I openly will tell people, yeah, I have the baby blue. I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. just part of life. It's what it is. But I know when to reach out. I know who to talk to. I was able to like kind of arm myself with resources. But I think just having that bravery to be able to recognize it and step out in the first place, it just sounds so cliche, but it's true because most people are ashamed or they want to take it on themselves. And like, I think the bravest thing that you can do is talk to someone about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for bringing that topic definitely to light because I do think people struggle through it and don't want to deal with it or don't know that they're going through it. So I do appreciate you guys talking about that. So I kind of want to end with this as far as, well, we're going to go with two different things here. So first, do you guys think that there's kind of a stigma with being a stay-at-home mom? Kind of talking about that. I thought it was kind of funny. I was looking at this and I, and I've heard these before, but I was looking at this article and it said like the worst questions you can ask a stay at home mom. (laughs) These were great. And I thought this was so funny. And so tell me how many times you've maybe heard these, which one is the worst one for you? But one of them was, don't you want to go back to work? And why don't you hire a nanny or put them in daycare or preschool? Mm -hmm. Or aren't you bored? Don't you want to talk to adults? (laughs) And don't you want to contribute to your family? And this is the best. You guys are going to hate this one. But like, what do you do all day? (laughs) Obviously, we eat bonbons (laughs) and watch TV. Lay on the couch. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) And there's my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So what is, what do you feel like? Is there a stigma? Have you had people say these things to you? What is something that you can say that is, encouraging to somebody who is considering staying at home or is making that decision for their family, but is maybe hearing things from other people as far as why that maybe shouldn't be a choice or asking those questions. How can you guys be encouraging or maybe tell us what your, your favorite worst question (laughs) that people (laughs) maybe ask you as a stay at home mom? It's it's being a stay at home mom is the most rewarding challenge you're ever going to have. It's you go to bed exhausted, but I, when you're in it, I don't think you would trade it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True that. <laughs> That's good. 
I can't think of a specific question because all of these are like, oh, yes. <laughs> but honestly, it's the way someone mm-hmm, asks you. Mm-hmm. So it's not what they're asking. It's it's how they're saying it. Like, don't so you want to go back to work? Like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, kind of like am working, but yeah. thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do all day? But it's not like, whereas like to Katie, I might be like, hey, what do you do all day? Like, what do you do with your kids? Like, how do you keep them entertained? Like, I'm asking in a positive way but when someone's asking you negatively like yeah it's hurtful it's Mm -hmm. it's unkind and i don't appreciate it (laughs) so what could you say to a mom that's considering staying at home or that's staying at home and maybe struggling through it how could you encourage them today pray about it (laughs) sorry but but seriously like you know pray about it and and god is going to put you where you should be and um he will help you through it so you are where you're supposed to be you, God gave those children to you to to teach them and to, you know, instill all those values and things into them. And you are the best person to be there. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, yeah, I would say don't compare because mm-hmm. no two situations are the same. That was when I first started staying at home. I remember I had people who kind of judged me for staying home and I, d- I didn't even know there was a stigma or that it was mm-hmm. kind of like working moms versus staying home moms. Cause there mm-hmm. are some on each side that mm-hmm. judge the other one. Mm-hmm. And sure. I was not even aware of that dynamic, but like you said so perfectly, each mom is the best mom for their children and what you and your family decide is best for you and what mm-hmm. praying and seeking God, what he wants for your family. That's, what's going to bless you not comparing what worked for another mom or another family. And like, as long as your family is seeking God first and what you guys want to do, you're going to be blessed. If you've listened to the working mom podcast mm-hmm. that you guys did, like as I was listening to it, I'm like, I related to them on every level. Yes, mm-hmm. technically Absolutely. I'm a stay at home mom and they're a working mom and we're different, but I felt so much of what they were saying, the mom guilt, the, I have that too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel that all those things that they've been going through, I feel it. And I, I feel like there was no part of it where I was like, I can't relate to this. 100%. We're, mm-hmm. we're all going through it. We're all doing it. And we're all making sacrifices for our family. That's and that's, good. that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At the end of the day, every, we're all moms, right? Yes. Yeah. We're yeah. all doing our best for our families in whatever situation that we are in. So thank you ladies so much. I had so much fun with you guys today. You guys are so swipe much fun. Up. Yeah. yeah swipe <laughs> up. Don't forget to swipe up and you'll get about 50 links. Yeah. Who knows what? I don't know. There might be some repeats, but that's fine. Just click. keep going. Just click and you'll want to hang out because it's so much fun. <laughs> but we appreciate you. So we appreciate you guys so much for taking care of your kids and for being here to speak to other moms out there. So again, thank you. And our next Getting Real About topic will air Wednesday, October 13th. And we will be talking about how to have a strong marriage. Mm. Thanks again, ladies. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you, Mandy.